0: While Beauty Lab and Laser is a professionally licensed medical facility, the hosts of this podcast are not medical professionals, nor do they claim to be. The opinions on this podcast are for entertainment only. Please seek a licensed medical professional for all medical questions.
1: Hi, and welcome to Live Love Lab, the the behind-the-scenes podcast from Beauty Lab and Laser. I'm Heather Gay, one of the hosts of this podcast and one of the owners of Beauty Lab. I'm joined with Dre,
0: the other owner. Another co-host and together we are TRETHER
1: and this is our year in review. Year podcast. in review and happy 2021, everyone. Happy- Almost.
0: I mean, yeah.
1: I feel like like I'm scared to like pre-celebrate it because somehow we'll jinx it.
0: I know, but by the time we release that. It- It's going to be 2021. It's happening. You know what?
1: Happy 2021. (laughs) And I was thinking about this, like I kind of went a little rabbit hole of thought because the saying 2021, W-O-N, is like 2020 beat us. And now we're saying 2021, like 2020 was victorious. And so I was like, we have to not call (laughs) this next year 2021 because it feels like we're admitting defeat and we're reflecting on the year so in- what are we calling it, tw- 2K21? <clears throat> <two one? laughs> well, I thought, I personally propose that we call it 2020, the first year of the decade or something, <laughs> or like the 2020s, the first year of the 2020s. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Primal year. It didn't win. 2020, you can suck it. Yeah. 2020 did not beat us. <laughs> no. So no. 2020, the first. Yes. Okay. I'm here for it. I love it. Twentieth, 21st century Fox. Well, it
0: has been a, a wild year. I mean, it's it's been a lot. A lot of things have happened
1: this year. Right? It almost feels like it's a do-over year. Like it feels mm-hmm. like we put sheets over our furniture. We put the shutters down. We like batten down the hatches for the winter storm. And the winter storm lasted an entire year. Yeah. And now we're thinking, oh, okay, it's a new year. It's 2021. We can, like, take the dust coverings off everything and start fresh. But is anything going to change in 2021? I mean, I think
0: it's going to be a continuation.
1: (laughs) Yeah. For real. At least with, like, COVID and stuff. It just feels
0: like that. But we are – I mean, we have a huge change coming in our country with the transition of presidency. Yeah, that's true. And so, like, that's going to be a change. And I think – I mean, I I do think that things – are changing, and I think really our mindsets have changed. We we did hunker down, mm-hmm. and now we're all kind of used to it and doing things differently. It's not as shocking when you go somewhere and everyone's in a mask. In fact, it's quite the opposite. When I was watching
1: Housewives the other night, I like had anxiety because no one was wearing masks. Yeah, and it was like hugging and yes. touching. And, and I was like, like oh my god. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, wait, that's right. Like, they filmed. It's weird. Yeah, I had before. the same experience. I was watching below deck. Shout out to my lover, Alex Radcliffe. And I was watching in slow motion. <laughs> of course. Pausing, yeah, every, pausing every Pausing, pausing, <laughs> screenshot, screenshot, um, screenshot. And watching the guests board the ship. And they had the whole crew, you know, yeah. in, unif- in whites, like, on the deck. And they shook every single person's hand. So wow. you, you watched a, a group of like eight people come in and shake eight people's hands like ritually down the line. I just thought, elbow bump, you yeah, know? Yeah, totally. Are they going to be able to
0: film more below deck? I mean, how I are they going to do that? Or like, I guess they could like quarantine everyone, isolate well, everyone, and then COVID test and then put
1: them I on the I think there's boat. two factors at play. I think there's the like laws, you know what I mean? Yeah. That like that the corporations are subject to, like the networks have to, like they can't Unduly risk people's lives, and so they're subject to like the laws of whatever area they're Mm -hmm. um, filming in. But I was thinking about this as well because international waters are probably, you know, immune to a lot of those wild west. Yeah, the wild west. Like you can do whatever you want. But if you think about a hotbed of germ spreading, it would be a cruise ship. Oh, on a boat or a boat. So it's it's like even if you're in the international waters, out and you're in yeah, you're in cabins and you're sharing the same utensils, the same bathrooms, the same everything. It's just, I don't know how they're going to do it. All I know is that Alex Radcliffe must stay healthy. Stay healthy, Alex. It's our plea. (laughs) Wear a mask and wash your hands. Stay (laughs) safe.
0: Well, I mean, as pretty much everyone knows, like you are a real
1: housewife of Salt Lake City. I am a a housewife. Ray, as they say in French.
0: And, um... You know, Beauty Lab is obviously a part of your storyline, and so for Beauty Lab 2020, we have opened up
1: ourselves for a lot of opportunity, mm-hmm. and at Absolutely. the same time, a lot of scrutiny. A lot of scrutiny. Yep. And and ourselves personally, totally opened ourselves up to a lot of opportunity, mm-hmm. but also a lot of scrutiny. Absolutely. And so, what we like? Should we just talk about that? Yeah. Today? I mean, so like
0: we. Okay. So is when we cold? have our. It is, you, it's cold, but it feels good because I, I run hot. Okay. You know this. So do I normally. Do you want a blankie? No, I'm okay. fine. Where's my Have, minky? Go get, go get your fur
1: oh, coat. Oh, <laughs> did I tell you the funny thing about minky couture? So everyone knows that I'm a huge advocate of minky couture blankets. I've probably given everyone in my life at least <laughs> yeah. one. I almost re, like gave <clears throat> another minky to family members this Nuh-uh. year. And they're like, you gave us one last year. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, they're great. So then I had a person from Scotland, okay. Alistair one of my new internet friends, text me and tell me that Minky is what they call the vagine.
0: <gasps> in Scotland, yeah. Oh my gosh.
1: So guess what? My Minky couture <laughs> is brought on a whole new meaning, but I, this is kind of a cute pet name. It is cute. Yeah. I l- well, I like
0: that for a lot of the other, better than
1: the other yeah. names. So Jeez. let's just let ye olde slot <laughs> fall by the wayside. <laughs> Refer Minky. to ourselves as Minky. <laughs> that is you so should funny. see the Minky on this broad. <laughs> yeah, I do find it a very funny thing, and I'm sure that owners of Minky, yeah, did not know well, what they were saying. You're the new Vajazzle, <laughs> Minky Couture. It's all the rage. We do love Minkies. I have several, as do you. <clears> as as think of what would go over if you did a Minky in a Scottish kilt. Wow! print.
0: That is meta.
1: That's meta, (laughs) meta, meta. It's blowing my mind. Um, But that would be one example of scrutiny or opening ourselves up to feedback. Totally. That was fascinating and welcome. Yeah, you liked that. Loved it. Yeah, totally. I'm so thrilled to know of colloquial terms for women's genitalia around the world. And I would like every person in every country (laughs) to let me know what you call it there. Because it's a way to democratize... um, women's bodies, which, you know.
0: We need more of that. We need more
1: ownership of the (laughs) female form. No, but for real, I think... um, Colonization, (laughs) really. (laughs) But truly, one of the most fascinating things about this whole process, and I think it's opened our eyes to the fact that um, people feel entitled. (laughs) Yeah. Not only in... In life, in our personal lives, and in this, in the context of us being on television, to surrender unsolicited feedback. Yep, about everything.
0: Everything, and you know, we knew that we were opening ourselves up to it. Like we've had, we have a staff meeting every month. We've had, like, always have a different theme, and we did. Like, do you remember what you no. talked to the was staff it, about? Was it
1: genius? Tell me what I said.
0: Well, just like we talked about that, you know, the spotlight is going to be on beauty lab on the staff. And we, it, we have to hold ourselves to a higher standard because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, because we are kind of voluntarily saying, look at us and... Give us your opinion. Yeah. And I, I don't think that we're actually saying, give us your opinion,
1: but it's going to happen because that is human nature. <clears throat> well, and I think I remember now that staff meeting, we basically said to the staff, like, we're in this position not, and we don't have anything to hide you know we've built right. a business that we are proud of mm-hmm. and we are we built a business that it's a great opportunity for us to have feedback from around the world sure not only from our customers from people that are viewing our business like you know objectively yeah yeah and what and what type of opportunity that presents and what type of challenges that presents <laughs> but in our staff meeting this is the place we came from and i think we came from this personally too like when we started the show or just started a business like we want to build a business that we are proud of, mm-hmm. and then we want to be humble enough and open enough that if something is pointed out to us that is, in fact, a flaw, a flaw or, or, a or a way of a opportunity improve. of improvement, yeah. we want to take that to heart and change it and improve it. Totally. And if it's something that we know we're not guilty of, we dismiss it out of hand. So there's really only two ways to react to feedback on the business, right? Either change mm-hmm. because it's a needed change or absolutely dismiss it because we know we're not guilty of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like or it's some- something we don't want to change. It's something we don't want to yeah. change. The
0: other day, actually, we somebody reviewed us on Google and said that they really didn't like our community facial room. It's like, I had to think about how I was going to respond to that because like, of course, I'm I'm sorry you didn't like it, but I'm not sorry that we have a community facial room. Yeah, that right. is what we were going for. Yeah. And it's not it's gonna, kind of what we were going <laughs> like, for. We did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. We wanted a more communal feel. Um, timing wasn't great with COVID, but guess what? We've pivoted, we figured out how to limit our schedule so that we never have more than you know two we're socially people distanced. Booked. yeah, like yeah. and so it is we're following all of the safety protocols. And for that particular person. I, of course I feel bad that they didn't enjoy but the we have setup. an option for them. It, totally, yes, we do. And but like I'm I
1: we can I'm not going to apologize for something that we were actually going for, yeah. you know. Right. And something that we can defend and say this is why we have it this way because totally. it decreases anxiety, it decreases yeah. The amount of time we spend, you know, mm-hmm. in personal maintenance. And it's also, it's a more enjoyable social atmosphere. We like it. We like it. Yeah. And we're and building a business that we like. Exactly.
0: And it's not going to be for everyone. I mean, it really it is for everyone. Just give it, it, is. it a chance. Yeah. You but. just have to open
1: yourself <laughs> up to the better way,
0: the beauty lab way. But I mean, truly, it. I have been fascinated at how often people feel entitled to give their opinions when it hasn't been asked for. And I, I see that obviously at Beauty Lab. Um, we see it a lot online, on social media. But also, like weirdly, I'm noticing it a lot in my personal life. Yeah. And
1: so... So I, unsolicited feedback in life. <clears throat> Do you give unsolicited feedback to your friends and family or businesses that you frequent? And what is your motivation when you give someone you love or a stranger... Yeah, feedback, feedback. or an, unsolicited and feedback, and
0: specifically criticism.
1: I would say, yeah, you know, yeah, because a comp- an unsolicited compliment never—it's always, always welcome. It always feels yeah. good. So we should be specific, like yeah. unsolicited criticisms that um, we've opened ourselves up to. Yeah. And like, do you perpetuate that in your own personal life and in your own business life, and in like in the way you conduct yourself in the world, or do you receive it from people that give it to you? I mean, I feel like I probably err on the side of like
0: never speaking up, even when I probably should. Um, That's just my personality. And I take a freaking lot of criticism. People will come to me with lists of things that I am doing wrong in my life and I take it to heart, but like to a very depressive level. And I was actually talking with my therapist about this. And he he said, "You know, I think it says a lot about a person who gives unsolicited feedback, because do you genuinely think that you can, you know affect yeah, can, it, can you engender change mm-hmm. by giving someone a list of things that they need to work on when they have not asked for it? I think a, it's gonna make that person feel badly <laughs> about themselves. <laughs> B. It's gonna make them not trust the person that's giving them the feedback because that's now no longer a safe place. No longer a safe place. And see, it's only gonna make that person who is giving the feedback
1: feel better. It's it comes from a place of superiority. Like they're putting their needs above yours. Exactly. My needs to feel superior, to feel right, to be validated, mm-hmm. or just to feel in control. Yeah.
0: And I think that's a good question to ask yourself if you are considering giving un- unsolicited <laughs> feedback. Do I think that anything will actually change? Yeah. Is this going to help this person's life or is this all about me and feeling better and getting it off my chest? We, we think that all, you know, so often like, oh, I just need to get it off my chest. Yeah. Guess what people? That's the time to write it in a journal. Yeah. My therapist has me write weird letters to people all the time. Have you ever written a weird letter to me? No, never. Just tell only, me a love letter. <laughs> no, no, I never have. It's like usually to my parents, you know? <laughs> Dear diary. Yeah. And you know, I, and I, I understand that like you do sometimes have to get that stuff off your chest. Why? It's healthy just to say it out loud, or just to, you know, be able to physically do something that, scream in your pillow it, but gets in it a out. Line. Yeah, yeah, and but like that's why you write a letter and burn it, or you put it in your <laughs> journal. You know, like th- that's a really common therapeutic um,
1: practice is to write something down. And then, see, and I still like, to me, I still feel like that's part of the problem. Like, the problem to me is when, as a human being, I feel superior to the point that I have to get it off my chest, my superiority. Yes. Because guess what? I think that having Subway in Walmarts is a horrible, horrible (laughs) brand collaboration. (laughs) And it is the reason that I don't frequent Subway. It's a healthier choice for meals, for my family, for myself. And I can't walk in a subway and not feel like this weird... Walmart vibe? Walmart or- vibe because of the smell. And the, like okay. when you mix Walmart with subway bread smell, it's quite toxic and chemical.
0: <laughs> I would agree. I've never and those, that.
1: Those t- notes, those high notes of scent stay with me. And now when I walk into a subway void of Walmart, all I can smell is... Walmart bread, right? Which isn't you know something that I want to eat, but I'm not begrudging other people. But my point is, I have never gone into Walmart, yeah, or gone into or Subway, yeah, yeah, or told Yelp that I don't go to Subway because of the brand collab at the corporate level. Yeah, same with it. Almost ruined McDonald's for me. <laughs> no, no, I held strong. No. I held strong. I had to push through it. <laughs> I had to push through with some mental games, but I. Came out victorious, but, but I
0: never told anyone. But don't you think, though, that like, so say if you've had trauma, say if somebody has deeply hurt you in your life. Give me an a specific
1: example. Like a boyfriend broke up with me or a...
0: Yeah, or like, yeah, an ex-husband or something like that. I'm, I'll just use myself. I only like, have like, one so far. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you lucky, lucky, <laughs> lucky lady. Lucky, lucky, Play lady. your cards, right? Yeah. You could join the two ex-husband <laughs> club. Um, Going for the Liz Taylor. That's what we call it. If we don't have seven exes by the time we die, we haven't lived.
0: <laughs> but like... Oftentimes, I will share with my therapist, you know, Elsha's dad did this thing, and it really upset me, and, and it feels good to talk about it. Am I going to call John on the phone and share those things? No, because yeah. it's not productive. He's not going to change. And, and you don't have what, any
1: jurisdiction over Yeah, it. It.
0: it's not his business. Like, we don't interact. Right. And so, like, I'm not going to address it with him, because what how, what would that do? But it does help me to process... Like my feelings. So I'm not saying just like shove it and stuff it, keep it to yourself. Find a normal, healthy outlet. And we tell this to our staff too. Like if you're struggling, if there's something going on, like if you're frustrated with your coworker, please don't discuss it with inappropriate <laughs> yeah. co-workers. And not with us, because yeah. we don't want to hear it either. Talk to our therapist mm-hmm. or talk to your boyfriend. Tell you know, talk to your mom. Like there are appropriate outlets for your own personal criticisms of people. I think it's totally unnecessary if it's not solicited
1: to share those criticisms with, pe- like, people. With people, <laughs> you know? So let's get specific. So we we open ourselves up to opportunity, and we know that the, flip, the shadow side of that opportunity and platform is, you know, you become a public figure in a sense, and you are open for criticism. Totally. Feedback from people around the world, anonymous <laughs> people around the world, but you're also open to, like, their support and validation. Sure. So what's an example of a personal feedback that you've received that rubbed you the wrong way, that brought on this whole topic for the podcast? Oh boy. I mean, I I get them every day. Yeah. I mean, the biggest one is what I need to do to find a man. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, You're like, did I ask? (laughs) Does it not look like I'm enthusiastically pursuing this? But here's the thing
0: that, I mean, that is a question like when you become a celebrity, when you open your life up, are you, in effect, asking for feedback?
1: I mean, I think I would say yes. You're, you are asking for the good and the bad. Okay. And so it's never about, like, the opportunity being there. Like, 100%, I think that if we put ourselves in a position to be seen Mm -hmm. by strangers. We put ourselves in a position to be evaluated by strangers. And I don't necessarily think that it's the opportunity that creates the problem. I think it's people's entitlement and superiority that creates the problem because you open yourself up to the world and 90% of those people are just supportive and happy and enjoying you on a surface level. And then the 10% feel like If they don't write a missive about why you're going to hell, what you're doing wrong, (laughs) how you need to look, how you need to present yourself, they it's about the individual. You know, like what would ever force you to like send a comment on the internet to someone that said, Well, I got a really interesting one the other day, which actually was helpful. It said, make sure you don't part your hair. On the wrong side of the cameras when you sit down for the reunion, that was something I had never thought about.
0: Yeah. Okay. Which But is was a, that a? But that would. Did that come from a place of superiority, or, um, or was it genuinely? It was like, genuine.
1: Yeah. It was a little little reunion hack from a, a house housewife tip. fan that's watched it for decades and said, you know, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of beautiful women sit on the wrong side, their hairs parted away from the camera, and it, I can't barely watch them because <laughs> there's, you know, and I thought. Because when they said, "Can I can I tell you something?" and I generally I say no. <laughs> when someone says, "Can I tell you?" Something? I say no. I don't, I'm not in a place to receive it, so just move <laughs> along. But this person, I said, "Yeah, go ahead." And I held my breath a little bit. Yeah, because I thought it was going to be some sort of like you need to fundamentally change your character or your eating habits or your you know the way you organize sure. your closet things that I will never be able to do. Okay, but
0: that is a hot girl secret. We've talked about hot girl secrets. That is a nice thing to do.
1: To to tell so her to, and so when when I like said yeah what is it yeah. and I was bracing myself for a big character flaw I was like oh just make sure that whatever way you have your hair parted you sit on the opposite side of the camera and I was like well that's easy yeah that's plug and play that's a hot girl that's secret. that's a hot
0: girl secret which is different and it's not a than... reflection
1: on me or my character or my body yeah. type or but if someone
0: were to say Heather intermittent fast
1: yeah I would say how yeah. would you receive that I the... would say did I ask you yeah. Like, listen, are there not a billion books in the library online Kindle audibles that tell me how to, you know, intermittent fast or keto right. or right, and
0: eat less, work out more. That's what's fascinating to me is that people feel like, I guess, they have some information that you don't have. And so I think it really does depend on the place that you're coming from. And I I think also you can come from a very loving place and give someone advice or think that you're helping them, and it still can be inappropriate. I think it depends on the relationship. You know, another personal example, (laughs) we were in the car the other day. (laughs) The light was hitting just right. The glint of sunlight. (laughs) I have a small mole on the underside of my chin. Which is invisible to the naked eye. That happened to be growing a
1: long hair. Yeah. And... You were like, what is that? <laughs> well, I kept looking over and I just simply couldn't concentrate on the words coming out of her mouth because the way that this hair was arced, it's like the mole set it off, you know? So yeah. it was just at an awkward angle. No, and mole just, hairs are weird. Yeah, and it kept catching the light. And it was like, I had talked to you the day before and that <laughs> mole hair had not been there. So I I couldn't continue the conversation without saying, what is this hair growing out of your chin Pull, pull over. Pull it out. Yeah. Pull over, pull <laughs> it out, and then let's continue on our journey. But like, because that was of unsolicited our, feedback you, that I gave you totally without you asking for but it. But do you
0: know what? I was deeply appreciative of appreciative of it. And like, but and you can do that, Heather, because you're my best friend, because I know you have my best interest. You want, you know that that would bug me if I had the the hair, the mole hair. It just like if I had a piece of spinach in my teeth. If I went home. And I looked in the mirror and I saw that I had this thing in my tooth, and you hadn't told me? Yeah. I would have my feelings hurt. However, there are other people in my life. We'd be deeply grateful that they did not tell you. Yes, that if they said, hey, Dre, you have a mole, a, a hair growing out of your mole, I would like go home. I'd have to journal about it. I would have to talk to Lee, my therapist, about it. It would hurt my feelings. And so, and why? Because. I'm sure it would also be from a place of that, you know, oh, Dre doesn't want that mole hair showing or whatever. But like, I think it has to do with
1: the relationship that you have. The motivation behind mm-hmm. the feedback. Yeah. So what I'm sitting here thinking is if we were to like have a general rule for ourselves, because clearly we're sitting here like scrutinizing people that give us <laughs> this feedback that we do it ourselves daily. If it's that old adage, if it doesn't make a difference in five minutes or five years, swallow it. Yes. If you can't, if what you're going to tell them doesn't change something, it's not something that can be fixed in five minutes or won't matter in five years. What's that adage? Right. Like That little thing like, yeah, five minutes or five years, then just don't talk about it. So let's, let's go through a few things that we would say. Spinach in your teeth. Say it. Okay. Because that falls under the category. Yeah. Five minutes. It's an um, easy fix. It, in an abusive relationship.
0: Oh. I mean, th- that's a hard one because I know. If, you, if your friend is in an abusive relationship, I mean, I think say it probably because in five years, their
1: life could be worse. Yeah. And say, this is unsolicited, preface it with this is unsolicited feedback, but in, if I don't say something now, in five years, you could be dead, Right, know, or you could this right. could escalate. And I think if you come from a place of love, and
0: sometimes it still doesn't
1: go over well. So let's, know? okay, let's break it down then. Protocols save lives. So, uh nature of the relationship mm-hmm. does it make a difference in five minutes or five years
0: mm-hmm.
1: and motivation yeah because I'm sitting here thinking why did why was I motivated to tell you to pluck that hair one because it was an easy fix mm-hmm. five minutes you knew that it was that I wouldn't if I saw it I wouldn't want it there yeah, you wouldn't want it there but You could easily live a full, happy life and a full day. And as long as the light didn't hit you that certain way, you know, no one would be the wiser of the mole hair. And it could have set you off into where like you were crippled with anxiety and we didn't have tweezers and you couldn't conduct your life (laughs) normally because you were thinking about it. That's, yeah, that's true. Maybe you should have sent me a text later. Yeah. (laughs) When (laughs) you get home. home. Yeah. (laughs) When you get home. Well, I've actually... I was just thinking about when I've had my makeup done and then I've come home and I've like seen a hair and I thought, oh my gosh, I wonder if they saw that hair Were embarrassed and just worked around it because they didn't want to give me unsolicited feedback on the chin hair. And would that bug you?
0: Or do you wish that they would have said something?
1: Well, I feel shame and embarrassment regardless because I have a chin hair. Sure. <laughs> There's no way to come back from that. But I feel embarrassed for them like, oh, I wonder if they didn't see it or if they felt like... There's a whole bevy of emotions because you think, oh, is this chin hair, like, the least of their concerns when they're doing my makeup? Like, it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. they're not going to look under the covers when they're just trying to, like, make it, you know, presentable. Yeah. Like, but then I feel bad about that. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Do they think I can't take it? (laughs) I can't hear it? (laughs) Um, An example of unsolicited advice that I got was... uh, Commentary from my ex on our podcast, which right. was unsolicited. Mm-hmm. Let's let so let's ask him the nature of a relationship in five minutes or in five years. Is this going to make a difference? No. No. Okay. The nature of our relationship, caustic at best. <laughs> you know, like yeah. not an open forum for. Yeah. Hey, I gave it a listen. Here's some things that I observed. Yeah. Maybe if you were still my spouse, I would be interested. Or if you had a different type of relationship
0: than what you do right now, you know? Yeah. But what type of relationship would make that warranted?
1: If you were close friends, maybe? I I don't know. know. Even then. Yeah. Even then. Like, I don't, it's done. It's published. It's out there. There's nothing I can do to change it. Yeah. Or like, it's done. So why, what is your motivation in telling me what your thoughts are on it? It What is his motivation? It is about him. It's to make himself feel better. And, and may, maybe born out of superiority, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: And I think that's a good, good question to ask when you receive uh, unsolicited feedback. Does it make you feel like that person is better than you? Because guess what? When you told me about the chin hair, I didn't think you were better than me. I thought you were just being a good friend, <laughs> you know. But you know, recently I also got some feedback um, from someone about some things that they think I should be doing differently in my life, and it hurt my feelings. Because it's like, oh, well, I guess you're so much better than me then. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm doing life wrong.
1: And when they were in that moment, <clears throat> did you take the opportunity to tell them what they should change about their life? Oh, hell no. Right. Because I... You I, don't feel it. I, I don't feel you that. You don't like, feel like, like you don't even it's... look at people's lives and think they need to do this, this, and this. Yeah. When Guess what? When my head hits the pillow at night, I'm thinking about my own life,
0: mm-hmm. not anyone else's. And it's it's frankly none of my business how
1: other people are living their lives. Okay. So... If you had bad breath and you're walking into a party, Mm -hmm. would you want unsolicited feedback? From the right person, yes. What if it was, what if the right person wasn't there? Would you just rather not know? Like, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah. I think so. But if it was
0: with you and you're like, here's a tic-tac, I'd be like, thank you, friend. Yeah. You know?
1: And I remember the juice cleanse I'm doing. Yeah, and you remember the, <laughs> the vitamin supplements that make mm-hmm. your breath rancid. Exactly. Well, because my daughter told me the other day, she's like, Mom, your breath is so bad, and I couldn't tell it was bad. So then I thought, how long have I been living with bad breath? Hopefully just this morning, right? Yeah, I'm sure. I I would tell you. Right, yeah. but like you think about, you think through that, like how many people are not telling me things as I go through life, and how many people are, the wrong people are telling me the wrong things. And I, I think it's okay for you to not tell people if
0: it, is it going to matter in
1: five years if you had bad breath that day? No. Yeah, You know what I've really learned? I just thought of this. The way I've learned to not give unsolicited feedback is having teenagers. Because I have a million thoughts about their outfits, uh-huh. about the way they're doing their hair, about their personal <laughs> hygiene, about their breath, yeah. about their goddamn breath.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. About the styles, the way that everyone's wearing styles these days. I'm just like, come on, man. Yeah. Put on some lowrider jeans.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Britney Spears,
0: bring it back. Bring back bring Britney, back. man. I'm
1: so over <clears> the mom <throat> jeans with the dad gym shoes, but it's, it's a look, fine. it's a yeah. vibe. But with and children, guess what? you it doesn't don't really matter what you think because it's what they like. Yeah, and your kid's about to leave, and you think, and I'll say, "Oh, pull your shirt down so you don't get dress coded." But then I've like now I've handicapped her all day; she's gonna be pulling her shirt down, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna have a fidgety, insecure daughter instead of being like, "You rock it, girl." Totally. If, if they if they dress code you, I'll bring you a sweatshirt, you know? <laughs> totally. But we're, we're doing it to be preventative, to be helpful, to be constructive. And really, it doesn't do any of those yeah. things. Yeah. How is it productive? Well, we all have that friend
0: who really wants to help you, who really just thinks that they have something
1: to offer. And they often do. Do they? I, I think often they do. Give um, an example of where someone has some superior friend has offered something for the friend group or for you personally that has changed your life.
0: Um, And it's not advice, but it's feedback. I had a friend one time that kindly mentioned, you know what, when we're talking and it wasn't specifically to me, it was like directed at the friend group. Um, When we're talking and I, you're telling a story and I share a story that's similar It's not because I'm trying to make it about me or it's not because I'm trying to take away your thunder. It's because I'm trying to connect with you. But I appreciated that because I thought that's some interesting insight. Like, and I don't think it came from a a place of superiority. I felt like it came from a place of, I want to explain to you and share to you where I'm coming from. And I think that is very different than, you know what, let me just tell you, your life will be a lot better if you will do this, this, and this. Because that, that seems like, Listen to what I've learned. Listen right. to what how I do it, and what, the way I do it is best. Certainly, if you ask for it, if you say, "Gosh, I, I notice so and so that you have amazing relationships. What do you do to get there?" And I've done I've done that too, before. Like I've sought out people that
1: have who has amazing relationships. So my
0: friend, my friends Haley and Lance, <laughs> shout out. Um, they don't live here anymore, but imaginary they, people they from have been, the Niagara
1: Falls region <laughs> yes. have a wonderful relationship.
0: But they have been married for many, many years. And they're like one of those couples that I just feel like they've been through so much. And they are so strong. And like I have reached out to them and said, like when I've been in my own like marital struggles, like, hey, give me some tips and advice and hints as to how you get through these things and how you've made a 20-year marriage last. Like, how did you do that? And that's absolutely appropriate for them to give me their feedback because I asked for it. Right, it's not unsolicited. But, when you have the person in the friend group who just, you know, gives all of the advice in the whole world, get that person out of the friend It's group. like kind of, it's a, it's
1: a little inappropriate. Yeah, it's inappropriate. <clears throat> but like,
0: I guess I could say that about myself. Like, I've, Told everyone to read Glennon Doyle's book Untamed. Yeah, and but, but that's I, not a personal criticism. I, that's a suggestion. Exactly. It's like I see that it's helped my life, but maybe I mean, gosh, maybe that is me coming from a superior place because it's helped me. But no, but it really isn't. It isn't. I'm no. I'm we're really talking about everybody's
1: lives to be so good. <laughs> well, and like suggesting books and suggesting things, it's like saying here's a tool that you can use to make your own evaluations about your own life. Right. And I think the word feedback is probably like what we get hung up on because that's what relationships are, right? It's just feedback about how you see the world, how you see each other, and how you're both conducting yourselves in it. Right. But criticisms are different from feedback. So,
0: like if your boyfriend or husband or friend or whatever is doing something that hurts your feelings, should you say something? No. How? Or it hurts your feelings? Yeah. Well, everything like hurts if, my feelings. Like if I said something to you that hurt your feelings, I would want you to tell me. But I'm also soliciting that from you right now. Heather, please tell me if I've done anything. Because I want to have a good relationship. You don't hurt people's feelings. But I'm but I'm sure that I, I can and have unintentionally. Well, here's an example.
1: <clears throat> like... It's just so hard because I think... I think it really goes back to like, if it can, if it can affect immediate change in someone's life and you love that person and your motivation is to improve their day uh-huh. and their life. Like, I mean, I feel like this is something that's been like talked about so much, like the four agreements, like, is it necessary? Is it totally, yeah. is it helpful? Like all those things we kind of get so um, entitled in our own opinions that we don't even consider those things. hmm A good example would be like confessional looks. Like it's done. We filmed them a year ago.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah.
1: There's nothing I can do about it. I know I slouch. (laughs) I know my boobs are huge. You know, I know these things. But for you to tell me now which outfit you hated does not... How is that productive? It's not productive.
0: Yeah. How is it productive? And it goes back to the nature of the relationship. If you're in an intimate relationship with someone, I think, yes, if somebody is doing something that hurts you and you want to have a better relationship, because you are in a social contract with each other, that your common goal is to be happy together, Mm -hmm. then yes, share your feelings in a loving way, not from a place of superiority and not from a place of wanting them to feel like shit. And that's the difference, I think.
1: Yeah, but that's where the, that's the rub right there is because that's where the gap is people think well this should this is i would want to know this mm-hmm. and i've been endowed from on high with special knowledge <laughs> that i must impart to you because you clearly don't have that knowledge right. we just have to assume that everyone has all the same knowledge and they're choosing not to act on that knowledge right
0: well and i always like do if, especially because like in glennon's book i'd like to take it back to, to glennon, the Church doyle. Of glennon doyle <clears throat> she talks about when we do get our feelings hurt when when a boundary is crossed that is just a note for ourselves and if it's something that like you can work on in a relationship, great. But like, I always, I, I do try to now, like, if I get triggered, I want to look at why is that triggering me? Is that about the relationship or is that about me and a weird insecurity that I have? And is that something that I can work through myself or with my therapist or whatever, and then bring it to my partner or to the friend who's triggering that or whatever. Um,
1: but I think it's always good to look at why is that triggering you, you know? Well, I mean, it's, but, like, let's keep it simple. Like, if someone says to you, you're fat and you need to lose weight, there's no question about why that's triggering. It's because, back off, that's man. That's hurtful. It's well, hurtful. It's, not, it's just, but it's not necessary. It's, like, not even, like, you You know what I mean? It's not your yeah. side of the street. No, and it's funny because when because Heather
0: and I went on Mormon Stories recently, and so much amazing, beautiful feedback. You know, mm-hmm. so many Positive, people, like, yeah. and, and unsolicited. Lots of people DMing, saying, like, you know, just thank you for doing the podcast. Thank you for telling your story, blah, right. blah, blah. Loved that. Did not appreciate the comments on YouTube about how I look. Right. <laughs> Guess what? Or no wonder you're not married. Yeah, like, it's... That That was inappropriate and weird. How is that going to help my life? Yeah. How is that going to make me a better person to, to know that you, sir,
1: don't like my face?
0: <laughs> okay, and, well then
1: don't look at it. And do you think that... um do you think that women are more open to receiving personal criticisms than men? Totally. Even though we say, like, you'll hurt his ego, like, we pretend like the men are the king of the castle, and we never, like, you know, criticize because... I'm, I, would, I don't criticize
0: men, like...
1: Ever. On their
0: appearances. No. No, dad bods are a thing. Yeah, bald's a thing. Yeah. Shorts a thing. Yeah, but yet we... I mean... I, I, and maybe this is me going against my own advice, but I even like had to comment on somebody, somebody's comment about you that I was like, back off. Really? Yeah, like stop. What? How? You need to evolve as a human because (laughs) it's
1: inappropriate. Oh, that's right. You did say evolve to that control.
0: Yeah, evolve. You don't need to say shit that's unkind and unwarranted and unsolicited.
1: Uh If it's not kind and helpful. Don't say it. And if it's not going to... Yeah. Don't say it. If it don't is... Don't speak. and know just what you're <laughs>
0: thinking. Uh, I don't know. So what's the best... Um, what's the... What's like the, the comment that has given you life lately? Because you get a lot of comments. on a Comment
1: that's given me life? Yes. Well, like... I mean, so many things like just the fact that the human experience is universal Mm -hmm. and that there are so many fans of like Grease 2 out there, which I thought was my (laughs) own personal little movie. She's a cool writer. Yeah. Those types of connections are like totally life affirming for me. Marginalized Mormons that reach out and have similar feelings or similar Mm -hmm. struggles or similar, you know, pinings for, you know, a simpler time. Like those comments are life-affirming. And the only comments that are, like, totally hurtful are um, really just the ignorant ones that are like, you don't know your religion, or you don't know, Uh you know, you don't know shit from Shinola. When I do, Mm -hmm. but I didn't ask you anyway. You know what I mean? Like, I I didn't ask for you to evaluate my personal feelings about my faith journey. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. But those are just frustrating because you want to be combative and you want to fight and argue, but why? And then I'm coming from the same position there that I have some wisdom to impart to them. They're not going to hear me. I'm not going to hear them. And so let's just agree to part ways, you know, and move on.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So the takeaway,
0: dear listeners, is, you know, if you want to give feedback, make a podcast. People can choose to listen to it or not. (laughs) But please, like, don't advise people in your lives. (laughs) Trust the people that you love that if they want help, they're going to ask.
1: Yeah, I don't want an intervention on my way to brunch. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, we're going out for brunch. This is not the time to pull the car over, turn the ignition off, and say, you need to work on your halitosis.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But if it is something that is a hot girl secret, something that a great book... Something that you found helpful in your life, go for it. I,
1: I would say that's you would my, say yeah. that's my advice. I feel like I have a lot of advice for people, but I mostly don't because I think everyone's doing their life the best they can and doing the. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're all just trying to yeah. navigate. The reason you didn't pull that hair is not because you're blind, or because you don't care about your personal appearance, or you have low self-esteem. Yeah. It's because you're a mom, you're a businesswoman, you're a friend, you're a sister. And it's you're, on the
0: underside of my chin, Yeah, people. and you didn't see it, and I
1: yeah. happen to be in a position to see the light, <laughs> hit it perfectly, <laughs> and as a friend, that's unsolicited feedback. Totally. Pluck your mole hair, and then we can go about our day. Exactly. I agree. Five <laughs> minutes or five years, that's going to be our new rule. Yeah. And is it kind, or is it necessary? And is it gonna, is it is about what we want to say, or is it about what we want them to hear? And either one is appropriate. Yeah. Is it gonna, is it productive? Is it productive? Can, it ex- what was it that Lee said? Can it exact change, or can it engender yeah. change? Yep.
0: Is it actually gonna help someone, or is it just gonna make you feel better to get it off your chest? Because if it does, write it in your journal, scream it into your pillow, mm-hmm. tell your friend, and humble yourself. Yep.
1: Exactly we're all on this together.
0: Oh, all right. Well, our our beauty lab, blessed and beauty lab bash, is one in the same
1: today. One in the same, and it's profound. Quite meta of you, Dre. Why don't you? Thank launch you. Launch into it. So, it's this is our year end wrap up. We did. Yes. We're well, going we to start twenty twenty one part two. twenty twenty <laughs> the first the year, first year <laughs> the twenty the first year of the twenty <clears> twenty <throat> decade. Is that how you'd say it? Yeah. yeah, the twenties are a decade, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, did you see that weird thing about there was a pandemic in the nineteen twenties, and that also like no. somebody predicted a giant pandemic in twenty twenty one? So that's, just- that's wild.
0: I mean, I d- I have heard the eighty year cycle thing that like every eighty years there in humanity there's another one. Like just a something like eighty years ago was the war, you know. Oh yeah. So, anyway, okay. So my beauty lab bashed or bash slash blessed is for the year. Mm -hmm. for the year is the hard reset of COVID-19. Okay. It started in, I mean, really in January. Mm -hmm. um, And it really screwed a lot of things about 2020, but there is also a lot of good that came out of it. It was a hard reset for, in in a lot of ways, like Mm -hmm. it was good for our environment. Um, I think it helped kind of to help everybody hunker down and really focus on what's important. We all had to spend a lot more time with our families mm-hmm. um, and take hard looks at our lives and decide what we can live with and what we can't. And so what is essential? Yeah. What is essential? And for that, I'm grateful. I feel like I've learned a lot in 2020. There have been horrible, horrible things that happened in 2020 that were really hard. And I never want to have to repeat a year like this. But I'm grateful for the lessons that I learned and, I don't know, the changes that it um, helps
1: me make in my own life. What about you? Well, I'm just sitting here <clears throat> thinking about that, and I was thinking, do you look at – well, I don't mean to get too personal, but do you look at the year as starting in January, or do you feel like your calendar is now kind of based on – like before and after Tim died. Yeah, for sure. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. Like, because Tim died in November.
0: Yes. Yeah, Maybe. the end of November.
1: Right. And November then, 21st. And then it
0: was like the blur of getting through the holidays, for sure. I consider, like, it was it's a like, year of you know, trauma. there's like the
1: Roman calendar. Yeah. And there's like yeah. the.
0: And like, there's a fiscal calendar. Yeah. That ends and we have the Tim calendar. Yeah. It, for me, it was the Tim calendar. Like, Tim dying, like, kind of was that, like, blew the roof off of everything in mm-hmm. my
1: life. And so and there wasn't really any resurfacing like let's say that was a submarine that sunk you yes then you got then the show mhm then the move of beauty lab then covid mhm then your relationships yes like you have not come up for air in a long time and you're still finding ways that this was a blessing like <laughs> that's what i love about you i yeah i like saying I am actually. like the hard reset of covid and i'm thinking like when are you going to come up for air? You well, know?
0: I think it's like in the alchemist or even in the scriptures with the refiner's fire. Sometimes you have to... I mean, the alchemist's face was fully sooted and burned and calloused because he was so close to the fire. But that was the only way that he was able to, you know, turn metal into gold. So... I'm looking at, at 2020 as the refiner's fire, for sure. And there's a lot of ashes... Because of it, mm-hmm. but hopefully there's some gold. <laughs> yeah, some jewels in the rubble. <laughs> yep, exactly. So that's sad. It is. But hopeful. <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of hope, I think. And I think
1: that's the exciting thing for 2021 is I think there's a lot of hope. That See, I'm just so cynical. I feel like, okay, we have a new president. Nothing's going to change. Okay, we are a new year. Nothing's going to change. We have a vaccine. Nothing's going to change. Like, why do I think that way?
0: Well, I think because you're a realist, but and I, I think because things are hard right now. It's mm-hmm. hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, when everything
1: is dark. It feels like we've been having <clears> sex <throat> with socks on for a year. And I want to take <laughs> my socks off yeah. and my mask off, and I want to go to clubs, and I, I want know. to concerts. go to concerts and feel the energy of humans around me, and yeah. I want to not... Feel like I'm going blind. Do you feel like wearing a mask? You can't see as well, or am I just getting yeah? Cold? Oh, totally. No, everyone. I, I heard like a I lot, can't lot look find people. stuff in my purse. I just feel yeah. like I feel like I'm living in a tent. Yeah, you know when you're camping, you have to like feel your way for everything. Totally, I know Hides it's your hard. Socks and your pillowcase, so you don't lose them. Like that's where I'm at. I know it is hard,
0: but I do think it's gonna get better. And also, we're just getting more used to it. <laughs> you know, it's not as shocking anymore. We're we're used to the. You know, being
1: tented. Being tented, yeah. You know? So it's, what, what if we said, twenty? it's not 2021, it's 2020 winning. Okay. I get it? Yeah. I love that. Yes. So welcome to the year of 2020 winning. winning. <laughs> Charlie Sheen, this one's for you. I have a little feedback for you, Charlie Sheen, <laughs> on your life and your um, newfound sobriety and just your relationship with Denise. I just got a lot of things that I think would be helpful <laughs> that I'm going to send you a long DM. And hope that it is well-received. Because yes. in five minutes or five years, it's going to matter to you, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> it's going to matter.
0: All right. Well, thanks for listening us to us uh, pontificate
1: on life. Yes. And this was really just a subtle, past-progressive way for us to tell all of our friends that are giving us lots of advice to just back, back off. Back off. <laughs> okay? <laughs> rather, we like living in our cloud of... Um, disillusionment. Yes.
0: And if we'd like to look better, we will let everyone know. Yeah. In fact, I think we're actively working on it. We got it. So, we got it. Anyway, well, the lab loves you. And remember,
1: life, life is, is short. by the lips. lips.